Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 182, sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code we say things for 20% off and free shipping. And I believe you may have something to say. Yes. Um, so they sent us these kits as they generally do when they launch something new. And I tried out this beard hedger and it's really good. So that was just, I just wanted to say that I was very pleasantly surprised not because i was expecting it to be bad but because it made me realize just how much better it was than the one i already had from mm. some years ago um it's it was definitely a a clear upgrade for me um, have you have you so used the beard oil yet i have not i don't really i'll be honest i don't really use those products i don't know if you do i don't really have enough of a beard to really be the target so group i think i but. haven't used it yet because i want to do a slight by research i mean like literally google something mm -hmm. i have horrible beard dandruff horrible okay my I, I used to have dandruff in my hair normally like 10 mm -hmm. years ago and i fixed it by just not using shampoo all the time and now i'm using conditioner every time i shower and i shampoo every other day or whatever and it's fixed everything the beard mm -hmm. however not so much so i'm interested to try their beard oil they have beard shampoo as well and I do nothing with my beard, pretty much. When it gets to it, it gets disgusting. That's when I finally trim it, so that's why I haven't used the product yet. And it's not quite disgusting yet. I have probably another two weeks to go, but I'll let you know when that comes Keep to it me. up. Yeah. Uh, thank you to um, our beautiful yeah. patrons. Uh, go ahead, Cinderin. Okay. Uh, I just needed to load them up. Here we go. Charlie Cheen. T-Coil. Infinite tiebreakers would have been more fun. We'll get to that. Burrito Mac Burrito Face, TI in Auckland. Q Ludes thing reminds you to praise the podcast. Stupid Copilot, D2 Bowie. Yatoro does it again, Sinarin. You haven't changed your name in like a year. What does he do again? I personally love the Stooges. An ad. <laughs> Oscar Magda Seeker wants to see drastic map changes in this coming patch. Maybe a crater. My grandma still doesn't know what Dota is. Disco Farm D. Taste me boo. Stooge McStooge. Daddy stood. Notice me senpai stooge. Santa's ballsack stooge. Schadenfreude stooge. The mega pope. You inanimate objects hitting the Canadians again. TI in New Zealand. And San Xavier. Okay, the inanimate objects one. This guy shamed us in our Discord oh. with the rest of the in Bruges tier. Oh. I was right about the inanimate objects being a part of in Bruges. The Canadian mm -hmm. hitting the Canadians again is also from the movie. 
uh, I just didn't remember because he combined them and they're not the same scene at all. Okay, so I'm going to put right. that on you. Different scenes. Okay, that's my bad. No, not you, the guy who wrote it. But sure, Cinderin as well because he only watched the movie my, once. My bad, guys. Also, thank you to Nate Thicko01 Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls, Janie, Dop, Nothing to See Here, Underscore Man, Guitar Strings, Eve Remort. Ben, what do you think? They'll announce dates and location for TI. I'm trying to go this year. Broomhead with an aftertaste, anonymous. And the brain is active throughout. And the idea that we only use 10% of it is a myth, Mr. Niebling. Oh, shit. So I that wonder- movie I watched was fake. What movie? How's it called? It's the one with Scarlett Johansson that activates her whole brain and gets like superpowers. Is it the one she- with the pill? She sniffs this blue powder or something and goes insane. I remember a movie. Mad mode. She can like telekinesis stuff and shit. What's it called? Lucy. That's right. Oh, I was thinking of. uh, Oh, chat's saying as well. I just made a movie reference. I just realized. Good job. Holy shit. How have you seen Lucy, but not Indiana Jones? Okay, we're not going to get into this again. I have also seen that Indiana Jones, Shannon. We already talked about it last time. I just wasn't sure. If you're not sure, you didn't watch it enough. Okay. Okay. Uh, let us begin this episode by wrapping up the DPC for every region except for China, which still has two days left as but of now. But before that, I feel like we should answer Ben Broomhead about when we think they'll announce the dates and location for TI. I'll go first. I have no clue. Your turn. Isn't that, does that mean we're supposed to guess? I don't know. Do you want to guess? Uh... Second major, they'll announce it. Okay. For me, uh, April 26th. Okay. Wait, when's the second major? (laughs) When's the second major? Uh, It's in May, right? I think. Oh, May. It's from May till June, if I remember correctly. Let me check. Okay. DPC schedule 2023. Um, hmm. second major is oh, it's April twenty eight until May seven. So April twenty six could be close, actually. Mm. And you said second major. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, there's a bigger chance you're right than me now. Oh well, what can you do? All right, let's talk about the DPC. Yep. Uh, so, I'm gonna do my thing again. Okay, we start with Western Europe, that's and then right. we go right on Liquipedia. That's Very right. Good. Thank you, Liquipedia, for always having an amazing overview of everything that's happening in Dota. That was not sarcastic, even though it sounded like that. Thank you genuinely... so much, Liquipedia. My <laughs> goodness, you're great. Okay, so I think we should try to remember our predictions. Uh, I don't remember order, but I pretty much remember who we predicted to go where. So Europe took an extra while because they had to do three rounds of tiebreakers. Two days. Which were played <laughs> over two days from January 30th to 31st, so Monday to Tuesday this week. And it was a three-way tie between Entity, OG, and Tundra to find the final two slots going to the Major out of four. All three teams had a 4-3 scoreline. And the first two rounds of tiebreakers, Tundra beat OG, Entity beat Tundra, and then OG beat Entity, and then forced another round, and then it happened again. And then in the third round, Tundra did the impossible by beating Entity after they beat OG for the 17th time in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, And that meant Tundra were qualified. And then 
in the final game, OG did the impossible and lost to Entity, so OG aren't going at all. Um, and Entity take the fourth slot, which... I'll say this much, I really sympathize with the team that isn't going, because I can tell you something like this is extremely stressful. There's so much on the line in so few games. You play these rounds over and over, and then finally in the end, you have nothing to show for it. Um, yeah. So... That fucking sucks, but at the end of the day, if you want to be a cynic, you should have just won another game earlier in the season yeah, and bitch. you wouldn't have had to do all this. Bitch. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's the state of things. OG had their chances I mean, uh, to it's just, avoid this entirely, and they didn't. It's so. just so hard. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the top right now, but the second place TI team changed one player. Yep. And now they're Div 2. That's in fucking sane, man. That is so ridiculous. Yep. And there's rumors now for Secret that uh, they're trying to recruit Ramses. What do you think about yep. that? If there's any... I mean, obviously we don't know whether that's true or not, but do you think that would be a fit? And what would his position be? Would he go back to mid, finally? So the last thing in terms of rumors with Secret, like you said, they ended the season in last place. They got 1-6. and six. T tied for last with Into the Breach, so they will be relegated. Um, the latest rumor I've heard is Ramses will go to carry and they'll get Malreen on mid. Both players are Eastern European, uh, and I believe Puppy speaks either fluent Russian or pretty much close to being an Estonian. Um, and he has obviously played with Eastern European teams in the past, like Navi. So if and, that is the case, then well, it's kind of a return to the old days for him basically old days of dota uh, dota so, 2 i'll say this you're talking about well ramsey speaks some english right doesn't he ramsey's yeah for sure his okay. english is pretty good okay i was gonna say that rezo and zayats can also speak russian so uh it yeah. might be <laughs> there, there's multiple reasons that this could be happening i don't know if, if it if it is true but let's say it is happening um Sometimes it can be empowering for a team to be more on the same level in terms of like, you know, culture or whatnot. Um, either culture or just overall feeling more at home in the team. It's mm -hmm. always going to be something different if you're not as strong or as comfortable in a language or in that means of communication or whatever. Um, and maybe that is something Puppy is thinking about with how this team is going. I, I don't know. You know, but that could be a factor in the decisions. The other one is obviously if your team just isn't working out and you're not seeing any sort of solution that you can find with your players, you look at what the other options are, and maybe this time the stars just align for this, that kind of solution where if there were amazing Western European players, they might have still kept an international team. But we'll see what happens with this. I'm assuming, I don't remember when Div 2 starts. Soon. Uh, I can look this up. Um, Div 2 begins on February 1st, which was yesterday. Well, that's this decent Div 2. So the next one, right? Oh, you mean when that's Seeker the one they get relegated play, to. Right? Yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be a while. That is probably in, I want to say a month and a bit. Yeah. It's probably in a month and a half, actually. But it's so, in more. Wait, wait, wait. It's in two months. So there's a lot do of time. Do you think that this is... I mean, how often do we see roster shuffles after a major? I mean, a decent amount. So they might be better to wait and see if you can pick people up as well if you're not liking 
the options at the moment. Yeah, the the other side of it though is if you do wait for that, the players that you are interested in now might have gone to different teams, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a but they it's do kind have of a gamble to be in, that slow. Yeah. They have a leg up in that scenario because it is secret, pretty big org, and it's puppy. For sure. Yep. Because yet to miss a TI. So in summary, um, I guess we should also mention that Nigma recovered which is good news for them and their fans, obviously. Uh, they had an atrocious start to the season, but they do end it 2-5, and five, so they climb above the cutoff point, and they stay in Div 1. Um, OG, we already mentioned, and the four teams going to the Major from Europe will be Liquid, with a 7-0 scoreline, completely blowing things out of the water this season, just amazing. Gaming Gladiators with 5-2, and then Tundra Entity with 4-3. and three. So... If I remember correctly for our predictions, I think we both predicted Liquid and Tundra. And then I predicted, I think, Entity and Secret. So I was very wrong about Secret, but I got Entity on the tiebreaker. I don't remember if you picked Game and Gladiators. You might have actually done that. I might have. I think you took Liquid, Game, and Tundra plus one. And the plus one was probably OG. I think it was OG. I don't remember. I don't think I took Secret. But I so you didn't take Secret to get top I four. didn't put okay. Secret to go to Div 2, that's for sure. Yeah. That is the out of all of this. That is probably the biggest surprise in the division. Um, yep. Okay, that's Western Europe wrapped up. Let's go to Eastern Europe, which is also wrapped up now. So, in a not very big surprise, Betboom seven and zero, looking amazing as well. Kind of the Eastern European counterpart to Team Liquid uh, in pacing and laning strength, all of it. They're just a really strong team. Uh, they beat out Team Spirit in the heads up. They were both six and zero facing each other. They win two one, and then finally Hellraisers with a five two scoreline uh, will get third. I think, I think this might actually be the exact teams we predicted here. Or did we pick Navi? Um, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I don't one think of we us, picked Navi. I feel like one of us picked Darkside. Do we? I don't think I picked Hellraisers. Maybe I did. Who knows? Why do we even do predictions if we don't? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeez. I definitely think we picked Bet Boom and Spirit. So, oh yeah, those two were. Let's let's say we got two and a half out of three, and we don't remember if we picked Pro <laughs> Lasers. We should have probably written it down. I, I feel like right. I picked. I feel like I picked. No, no, no. I definitely did not pick Dark Side because I said that Ramses and Seneca would not work together. I remember mm. that vividly. Yeah. Relegators in this division will be Namega and Navi, both with a 1-6 score. They get relegated, so. All right, let's uh, move on to China, which is still ongoing right now. I believe there's games live currently, even. Um, so Aster, 6-0, they're locked in, together with Knights and LGD on 5-1. and one. Um, obviously those scores aren't finished because they will each play seven games, but mathematically they're in because the following teams are three and three, which is eHome and Extreme Gaming, and then Invictus are two and four, Astro Ares zero six, and Dawn Gaming zero six with zero games one. They are out of their depth in this division. Uh, Dawn have just looked like clearly the weakest team in the region, so not surprising. Um... But yeah, the series that are ongoing right now, what's either going to happen is we'll have a tiebreaker for fourth. Um, because eHome and Extreme Gaming are not playing each other. So they could both get four and three. They could both get three and four. And uh, IG could also get three and four if they beat Extreme Gaming. Uh, 
And then if Ehome loses, it's a three-way tie. So most likely, with how things are looking and the matchups coming up, I think there will be a tie here. Uh, probably, actually, yeah, maybe a two-way tie. Ehome won the first game against Knights, which is going on right now. If they win the second one, then Extreme can force a tiebreaker by beating Invictus later today. So that's exciting. Um, our predictions, we definitely had Aster and LGD. I'm sure about that. And I'm sure we did not have Knights. So Correct. <laughs> I believe out of the remaining ones, we definitely had Extreme. And then I don't know who we picked for the fourth slot, if it was Ehome or IG. I definitely picked IG. Okay. And yeah, I might have as no well. Idea. I feel like we fully agreed in this division, actually. Um, yeah, probably. All right. Can't we'll wait know. for I can't wait for the Academy Awards so we can just completely not remember what we predicted for that. I, as well. I wrote those down. Oh, I have okay. Them in document. Oh, that's um, good. Because you told me to, and I listen when you talk. Because I'm a good friend, and we never fight. All right. <laughs> Southeast Asia is also complete, and in a very surprising run out here. I don't remember if this was already locked in last episode. I think it was. Fanatic and Boom bottom two. Yeah. So Division 2s in SEA and in Europe are going to be spicy next season. Uh, top three, Execration, Geek Slate, and Talon. Blacklist International lose the tiebreaker for third. They started the season 4-0, and I think, and end it 4-3. and mm. So quite the fall from grace there. Or maybe it was only 3-0, and but they were, they were looking like they were going to be going, and now not the case, so... Biggest positive surprise for sure, Execration 6-1. and one. That's uh, not what any of us were expecting. And I don't know. I think our predictions in this region are just complete shit. I think we picked Blacklist, Boom, and Fnatic or something. I think we got zero out of three. Is that actually. possible? I'm pretty convinced we did, yeah. We definitely didn't pick Execration or Geek Slate. And I don't think either of us picked Talon to get top three. So uh, Talon, I may have. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we had one out of three. <laughs> Very best. good. Okay, well done. That's why we All get right. paid the big bucks. Onward to NA. Let's see how much we can speed run this. Wow, what a shocker. TSM, Shopify, one and two. Uh, bottom two, Theoth and Alpha. And then uh, Bait Survive. We talked about that last week. They would have to win out, and they did, because they had the two weakest opponents in the end, and they 2 owed both of them. Yay. So they stay in Div 1. Good for our, our boy Dendi. Uh, let's see what the next season holds for them, what their plans are. Playing in an A, but yeah, TSM Shopify was the one to watch for the top of the board, and TSM won that series against Shopify. Kind of crushed them, I, I think. Like all things considered, they beat them two zero. Um, Shopify did let them have Lena Treant both games though, so that's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying okay. Felt like TSM has been a big surprise. I did not think they were going to do this well. I'll be perfectly honest. These matchups at the end of the season, when they literally do not matter. I don't take any stock into what happened at all. I don't know how you feel. Like, it literally doesn't Same. matter. I'm, like, even if the players no. are trying, like, in the back of their head, they know it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So they're not, like, it's almost impossible to give it 100% in that case, I feel like. Mentally. I think when you're guaranteed top two and all that matters is what group you get placed into, which at the end of the day will be marginal if you even matter, what seating you have, you treat this last series as a learning experience where... I think from Shopify's perspective, you gave away Lena Treant twice. I think they were trying ideas that they had for beating Lena in a really competitive match, and those ideas didn't work. Um, that's my take on it. 
But that's not to diminish TSM's win. I'm not saying, oh, Shopify Rebellion weren't really trying or they definitely would have won. Like, TSM also stepped up and played a good series, no, I mean, but... I think they're both in the same I position. Same I mean, for both. Chat, exactly. It's the same for both. Chat teams. is bringing up a good point that there are more DPC points uh, for first versus second. Yes, but, but I... I feel like when you're an NA, especially from Shopify Rebellion standpoint, you know you're going to get the points just because you're in this region. Right? I don't think either of these teams will struggle to get to TI. That's that's my personal opinion on it. I mean, it's possible. I think okay with that angle, there's probably more to gain for TSM than Shopify. So yeah, a little bit. If you want to think of it that way, they have more to win by gaining the points because I could see a potential season where TSM don't get top two. For Shopify, for me, that's so hard to imagine just because of their track record against these teams. Right? They would have to lose to teams that they effectively never lose to. Right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't think the players are cocky. I don't think they're like, oh, this season's in the bag as always, right? So, but I, I would agree with you. This this series is a bit more relaxed overall in terms of pressure, and that favored TSM this time around. Um, but both teams definitely came to play. I do think Shopify were a little bit more experimental, though, overall with their strategies that they ran. Um, yeah. Good for TSM, though. Great for their Great showing for their new team that was... A question mark? No, there's not so much question mark anymore. So, very nice. Finally, SA. We nailed the predictions here, Shannon. We said Beast Coast and EG. Wow. Which are the top two. Incredible. Shocker. Um, not EG in that order, actually though. did lose the series to Beast Coast, 2-0. Yeah. I would have picked EG for that individual series, but uh, Beast Coast had their number and do get first place. Relegated something, teams uh, are Ravens and Infamous. Something about Beast Coast in general that they just feel really good as an underdog, you know? Because you have like this all-star yeah. lineup of EG and they're supposed to win, but Beast Coast still ends up being first. We'll see how it goes on land though. On yeah. home turf, so to speak. It feels like whenever it's about winning something in SA, Beast Coast just always finds a way, right? Yeah. <laughs> If it's a relegation, or sorry, not relegation, if it's like a tiebreaker, they will always win the tiebreaker. If it's a high-stakes game, this one arguably isn't really a high-stakes game. So I feel like that's a bit different than what we usually see. But whenever they're facing tough opposition in a game that there's stakes in, they, they now, just get The it games done. are relatively, so. like, it was 2-0 for Beast Coast, mm -hmm. but first game was 42 minutes, second game was 60 minutes. It was not easy, but they won. So Remaining... Arguably the kings of SA for now. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we will see what happens at the major. Obviously a totally different beast when you face international competition. I still personally think on paper EG is the, big, the best team in this region from just raw player strength, but that's not everything. Mm. It's also about how you implement things uh, on a team level and your strategy. So, But yeah, um, that wraps it up. For DPC, except China, which we will be able to conclude next week on the next episode. Yep. If you're curious and want the information earlier than that, uh, the, it should be finalized tomorrow unless there's tiebreakers, which is likely, but in that case, it should be finalized on the 5th at the latest, I think. All right. All right. Next topic. There was a Reddit, a few Reddit threads, in fact talking about some potential leaked upcoming items. This is a bit fluff since we obviously don't know anything, but you know, these mm. things are always fun to talk about. 
So I'm just going to name the items. The Most of them are like code name, but you have the recipe for the samurai tab. I don't know. T-A-B-I. What? Tabi. Tabi. What, what does that word mean? Um, Is that English? Dictionary.com. It is a type of socks. <laughs> really? Either it's a type of socks or it's a type of sandals. It's something to a do with... Uh, covering for the foot, similar to a sock, having a separate pouch-like stall for the large toe, worn especially in Japan, often with Zoris, which does not have a definition. Okay. Uh, that'll go. cost 1,200 gold, Cinderin. Then okay. we also have the Samurai Tab item. That's not the recipe. The total cost is 4650 It's Tabi. Tabai, the ogre magi Tabai. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, we have the Hermes sandals, forty-eight hundred gold. We have okay. the witch's switch. Oh my is... god! Please don't just fucking please don't call it that. Like, find another <laughs> name. Imagine casters saying this. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I, that's fun to say. The witch's switch. Witch's switch. Yeah, it's like you're saying which is which. Which is switch is nineteen hundred gold. Great, Valve. If you're listening to this, for, just take my advice on one thing and ignore Cinder. Keep that name. It's fucking great, actually. Witches switch. Witches switch. Witches switch. It's actually really easy to say. Say it five times fast. Yeah, it's kind of easy. It just doesn't. Okay, whatever. Move it, on. You can say it doesn't roll. It rolls off the tongue amazingly. Which is switch. Which it's fun to say. Everybody's gonna love this item because of the name. Uh, Lunar okay. crest is twenty six hundred gold. I wonder yeah. if that is an upgrade of the medallion, like a different version of the solar crest or something. We'll talk about this. That is what it would sound like. Uh, we have the phylactery. Okay, going to have to look up this word as well real quick. Hopefully you don't know the definition to make me sound like I a moron. I definitely know what a phylactery is. It's the type of urn that you put people's ashes in when they die. It's an urn. Okay. And I know that because in Warcraft 3, there's uh, a mission. There's course. one of the games, or one of the... <laughs> yeah. One of the... What's it called? One of the yeah, one of the levels in Warcraft Three. You need to transport Kel'Thuzad's phylactery. Okay, I don't see urn on here as the definition actually. So there's three definitions. One is related to Judaism. It's either of two small black leather cubes containing a piece of parchment inscribed with verses. Blah 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 blah. The second is from a Christian church, a receptacle receptacle containing a holy relic. And the third is an amulet, charm, or safeguard against harm or danger, which I will assume is what they're referring to unless they want to get ultra-religious. But, yes. then there is also the definition in Dungeons & Dragons, which <laughs> I personally think is the real definition. Okay, sure. We both know that that's what this is all about. Okay. Phylactery in Dungeons & Dragons is an object used to store a monster's soul to protect it from death. Hmm. As introduced by Dungeons and Dragons role-playing game, and now ubiquitous, ubiquitous. There we go. Within fantasy fiction, yes. A phylactery is a vessel created through an arcane ritual to bind the soul of a powerful wizard or dragon from traveling to the outer planes after its death. A humanoid who undergoes this ritual is called a lich. Hmm. A dragon is called a draco lich. There you go. There's a draco. That's why Kelthasad is a lich because he made a phylactery for himself. Okay. 
Uh, you want All me right. to? Uh, cool. Would you like me to embarrass myself real quick? I probably yes. told you this already. Always. When I was playing Warcraft Three as a young lad, I always mm -hmm. assumed, and well, even after I found out this wasn't true, I still continued to do it. I kept calling Lich a her because okay. it looks like. I mean, he's wearing a dress, basically. Okay. Even though I would call it, yep, her name is the Lich King. I'd literally say stuff like that. The Lich yeah, King funny. is like, what? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, uh, that's some woke 2023 Warcraft 3, though. <laughs> her name is the Lich King? That's, that's right on. That's right. Very that's good. what she identifies as. That's some as. good representation. I can, I can appreciate uh, We also All have right. the Disperser is 4,600 gold and the yeah. Harpoon uh, which they only show the recipe cost of fourteen hundred. Yep. Do any of these tickle your fancy, Cinder, with just the names and recipes? Okay. Costs? So, do you want to theorize if these go into the game what they are? Okay. So, so the samurai tabi tabi cost yeah. forty six fifty. The recipe is twelve hundred. This is a type of boots upgrade. But which boots do you upgrade with it? I think tabi would be a phase boots upgrade. Okay. Well, Tranquil already has an upgrade. Treads does not. Phase Boots does not. Boots yeah. of Travel technically does. What am I missing? Any any types of boots? No. I think that the Samurai Tabai will be Bobby. a Phase Boots upgrade. I agree, but it will be an armor related. There was okay. an item in Han called the. I think it was called Greaves, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, I don't remember. But okay. it was essentially armor boots, and you activate it, and you it's like a buckler, kind of, where you're giving your allies armor. Okay, so the reason I don't think that's the case is that it's called Samurai Tabi, right? So what most sounds people aggressive. think... Yeah, that sounds more... Uh, more like something that you would activate to deal more damage, or to give you evasion, or something, right? Um, evasion hmm. but who knows it, it could all it could be anything i think hermes sandals will be a tranquil boots upgrade it just makes sense like hermes is kind of a support right he's okay i take it back he's a god no. delivering no, male. No, no, no. no 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 we we fucked okay. it up we fucked it up okay all right hermes sandals he's known for speed that's a phase yes. boots upgrade for sure tranquil boots are fast too for sure no but tranquils already have upgrade an upgrade that's true but so Samurai Tabai, as I will continue to pronounce it as, will be the treads upgrade. Okay, but hear me out. What if they just remove bongo boots and this will be the new no, tranquil boots? Bongo upgrade? boots are great. Samurai Tabai will be a bad. an upgrade with Saint Joshua somehow. And treads. It'll be the trident treads you consolidate all <laughs> That All sounds like items. a really broken item. <laughs> you consolidate Sange, Kaya, and Yasha, and Phase, or sorry, Treads, and then you can swap which ones you want. Okay. Which I actually do think that that's cool if you use S and Y and K, and you can swap between which one you're using of the three. And if that's attributed to your boots as part of Treads, that does sound kind of cool, actually. So you're not okay. getting the Trident, you're getting still only two, right? But you can toggle. Y yeah, it's cool. That sounds pretty bonkers. Okay, it's cool. Um, next, the witch's switch. I think this will be an yes. upgrade from Soul Ring. 
and it's going to instead of only transferring health into mana, it's also going to trade uh, trade damage into spell amp. Okay, I it's, think it's a switch for witches, right? So I think it will be an upgrade for the shadow amulet, and you will gain double gold while invisible. <laughs> You like that one, don't you? So when you go the AFK... Is, the the thing getting... is, when it comes to predicting Dota, I feel like you you might be closer than I am because some of the items that get introduced in this game are so fucking weird in the start. So, I mean, I don't know. Okay, very good. I will almost guarantee you that is 100% wrong, though. Um, that would be hilarious. Griefers though. unite. Yeah. Uh, lunar um, Crest... Uh, I think it could be a medallion. It could be like a... What kind of a different medallion could you make? Lunar so, Crest. So the thing that's tricky about this is that the current one already has an offensive and a defensive use. So you can't just be like, oh, it's the current one, but for your team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, considering the current one... Dude, I, I, nobody ever buys this item. What is it exactly that it even does now? I want to not say this wrong with the numbers... So it gives the active gives the target 50 attack speed or minus 50 attack speed and 10 move speed or minus 10 moves percent. Sorry, 10% move speed or minus 10% move speed and plus six armor or minus six armor. So maybe the lunar crest gives. So if this one modifies armor, attack speed, and move speed, the lunar crest might impact your spell amp. Positive and negative. And region? All right, I'm just going to say I have uh -huh. no idea, obviously. I think this, in part, this won't be the main component, but it will have night vision as oh, part of the item. Yeah. That is my prediction. Night vision yeah. as a cheap That's item. That's a good prediction. That is Thank you. a lot better than your invis double gold <laughs> prediction. Um there's a higher chance this is correct. Alright. Alright, phylactery. I fucking no clue. So it's... Probably safe to say it's an upgrade from urn or vessel, right? Um, eh. I think it's going to be an upgrade to urn. I think they'll remove vessel from the game. You keep calling it an urn. I mean, the picture is kind of an urn that they show. It's just in lore, in, in fantasy lore, a phylactery is an urn. It just is. So even if your pictures I'm gonna go from with real life phylacteries are different. Yeah, I'm going to go dictionary.com's definition on this one and say it's an, an amulet of some kind. An amulet? Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's going to be an urn upgrade. And so the only reason I'm saying they'll remove Vessel is not because I think it's a bad item for the game or bad design. It's just because, okay, if you're making a phylactery, what else are you making it from? Right. So if this item gets put in the game, I think it replaces Vessel, and there will be some other way of doing healing reduction from range. Um, don't know. But that's my, that's my bold prediction here, is that it will replace Vessel. Okay. I have no prediction for this one, because okay. uh, I can't think of anything. And now, what one... does the Disperser do? Oh, I missed the Disperser. Yeah. 4,600 gold, so pretty expensive. Yeah. The recipe says it's 600, so that means the base item is 4k. So dispersion from Spectre ref deflects damage. I think this is going to be an upgraded blade mail, 
Ooh, how much is blade? Where, now? where instead of just reflecting onto the target, I think you reflect damage onto an AOE around yourself. And okay. where blade mail reflects the damage, I think this one will deflect it, so you will also not take part of the damage. So blade, Ooh. let's say blade mail, let's say blade mail reflects a hundred percent. I think the disperser will deflect twenty and reflect eighty. How for much? Okay, a how much? Of time. How much is a blade mail, and how much is a vanguard? Of what? How much gold? Uh oh, that's a, actually a. Good question. If you combine them, plus the 600 recipe, is it 4,000 gold? I feel like it's, uh, it's slightly more, more. It's more, I think. How much more? But obviously the prices might be changed, right? Uh, let me check. I'm booting up Dota right now. I think it's faster uh, than Googling the price. Really? I don't remember them by heart. You, you think going to Dota 2 Wiki is slower than opening up Dota? Yeah, because then you also need to find the items there. In Dota, I know exactly where they are. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's being very slow to boot. Right, there we go. <laughs> wow, what a shock! <laughs> what a uh, fucking shock! All right, so Vanguard is eighteen twenty-five, and Blade Mail is twenty-one hundred. That is thirty-nine seventy-five. All right, so all right, part... sorry, thirty-thirty-nine twenty-five. And we needed it, it to be, be four thousand. Yeah, I so, mean, maybe one of the items get increased price, right? Maybe yes. Vanguard gets more expensive. Okay, Vanguard. We figured it out, guys. It's close enough. Vanguard and Blade Mail. That sounds like a cool item. This sounds very possible that that's what it is, actually. And then I think how it's going to work is similar to Blade Mail, where when you activate it, I think the deflection will not be passive. I think the deflection will be active, because otherwise it's way overpowered. Because think of how good dispersion is as a skill, right? Imagine you get that passively on any hero. Mm. I think it'll become an activatable, like Blade Mail is, and then for five seconds you deflect part of the damage you take. Uh, and then passively it will still maybe have the blade mill component uh, of get reflecting some damage whenever you get hit, but not... So if you're playing Centaur, you activate this and you double edge, your double edge will do more damage to units around you. Uh, possibly, if that's how it was made, yeah. I don't know if it would work on self-damage, though. But... It should. Hey, Valve, if you're watching, I feel like if they were watching this, they would actively make sure that things that I think are cool will not get in the game. But oh, just if in you're case, watching, listen to Shannon. Which is switch double gold when invis. Which is switch. Implement. Well, it's more a centaur feels good. Disperser should definitely work on self damage. That that sounds really cool. Yeah. Vanguard blade mail centaur. Yeah, I'm in. I'm into that. All right, um, and the last one is a harpoon, which is, they don't have the full cost. It's just the recipe cost of fourteen hundred, I believe. Somebody was able to demo that in the game, though, right? Unless that was. A fake post. I saw that one. Oh wait, I do. Somebody was... else posted in there saying forty-four hundred gold for harpoon. I don't know if that includes the recipe though. I let me check. Uh, recipe fourteen hundred. There's no more full item, but yeah, I guess the reason. I don't know how you would. Duck that like maybe in demo mode somebody created the item because I saw a clip of somebody creating harpoon in demo mode and maybe they were able to sell it and then you can obviously if you can mm. see the sell price then you can figure out what it would cost fully right um, but the clip that I saw was effectively a mini pudge hook where you would target and then you would pull the target like 300 or 400 range toward yourself with this is it um, a single target or is it a uh, I don't shot? remember if it was 
single target or ground target. I feel like it would be ground target. Um, so everybody gets a hook, baby hook. I think the the plan with this item, if that is what it's going to be implemented as, is kind of an anti-force staff, right? It's an offensive force staff where the enemy doesn't need to face you. Um, but yeah, That's, I don't know if it's ground target or targeted. I don't. Where they don't have the to face you. Yes. Because there's that neutral item. Forget what it's called. The psychic headband. Yeah. That's where you push them away from yourself, no matter which way they're facing, and this one will pull them towards you, no matter which way you're facing. Um, hmm. Yeah, pretty interesting if that's what it is. I mean, I feel like if you have an item called harpoon, it is one where you throw a spear at someone and you pull them towards you. Right? It just makes sense. Then the question is if the version that we saw in that clip is real uh, or the final or not. But um, yeah. And there was a couple other, I mean, again, a lot of this stuff might not get into the game anyway, but Iron Talon and Ironwood Tree were seen in the code as well. Yeah, true. Would you want any of these back? Depending on what version we get them in. Um, I think, okay, bold prediction here. I think Valve regrets removing jungling. Oh. And Why? It's, be it's because I think, so a lot of the people, I would assume, right? A lot of the people that are like beta testers or have to do with the development of the game have obviously played this game for a really long time. And I think what they feel is that some of the creativity and flexibility of the game has been removed because effectively full jungling is not really a strategy anymore. Mm. And almost every game is 2-1-2 lanes, right? Yeah. I think they want to try to push the game to allow people to be more sandboxy with their approaches. So playing jungle from level one or uh, playing tri-lanes better. I, I personally think the game should try to go in that direction. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, Sind, I fucking hate you. Remember when everyone was jungling Jugger? And I do remember that. Oh, I miss, But do I think it's inherently it. bad to be able to jungle? No. Are griefers going to do that? Yes. Is that better than ruining your lane? Probably also yes, because they might actually be impactful later in the game then. So Can I say I something? Think, I, am I, I the only one Am I the only one that misses level 1 jungling? No, that's what I'm saying. I, so, I think it's a shame that you can't do it anymore. Now, I know I know why a lot of people hate it. I understand, but I think a lot of people I could be wrong. I think a lot of people that do not watch this show, a lot of the casual people have the same feeling as me. Where the laning stage is by far the most boring part of the game. If you can just AFK in the fucking jungle, that means one less person is supporting another lane. That's great. That means only one person has to be miserable, and that's the position five. That's the way I now, look at the, the game. Okay, so here, here is this is what's funny about it, right? With what you just said. If people don't want to play five, if the norm in... A lot of games, I'm not going to say this will happen to every bracket, but let's just say a lot of games will have people fighting over carry. This way, both players get to play carry. Because one of them gets to play carry in the jungle, and the other one gets to play carry in the lane. Mm. And by extension, people want to play carry less because it starts becoming a harder lane because you're playing it alone. And then people are going to miss supports, and it becomes this cycle where, oh man, I really <laughs> wish I had a support again. I guess I was toxic. Yeah, I'm right, sure that's they wishful had. thinking. <laughs> uh, I was gonna but, say that's never gonna happen. Yeah. So, no, but I, I, 
I don't know. So obviously we just see Iron Talon. The first thing we think is jungling, right? That doesn't mean you can afford it level one. Like maybe this item will cost 1500 gold. So you can't start in the jungle, but maybe it becomes like a viable strategy that you can go jungle earlier. Maybe you can start by that way, incentivizing people to play more support because it's nicer to go jungle as carry and the supports get to have more of a game, mm. you know, whatever it is. But more than anything, I just want more variety in the games i feel like right now the meta is very defined i know there's some pro teams that will once in a while throw a tri lane for a couple of minutes but you never really get these 10 minute tri lanes that we used to have you never have a full-on jungler um so definitely over time the game has been streamlined a little bit and i think they should and i think they will try to step away from that because dota doesn't want I think for me, that's one of the biggest fundamental differences between Dota and League is that League is trying to streamline the gameplay and Dota really doesn't want that. So if they recognize that that is what's happening, historically speaking, they've generally just, you know, just mixed things up, right? right. Whenever the meta gets stale or one play style is the prevalent one, they're like, do this other thing, try something new. So um, after you so explained it, I understand your standpoint, but if you had asked me, what I thought that you thought about jungling, I'd be pretty convinced you were going to say you'd never want it back again. No, but I, yeah, I, the I variety, I mean, you wouldn't want it back in the same form because everybody doing every single game, which, heck, if it's, a, if it's even reasonably, let's just say on average, it's actually slightly worse than laning. Mm -hmm. Everybody will level one jungle in the pubs, right? Yeah. So and do then... you want that? There's no less variety in everybody jungling than nobody jungling, right? So True. if that's the worst case scenario, then effectively you diversify the game by using the jungle as, an, as a resource in the first 10 minutes instead of it being pull and stack and nothing else. Yeah. So I think inherently that just by itself makes the game more diverse because the placement of heroes on the map will be different and the way you gank the way you move is different because now suddenly there's a guy in the jungle you can gank or that mm -hmm. you can block his camps or you know whatever it is there's more variety yeah. okay um, and that's the edge case where you say there's a jungler every game i don't think that's going to happen i think it's going to be a jungler sometimes and that's great if that's possible we'll see well i think in casual pubs it'll be more often most likely for sure i think the, the one thing i, think I don't the... miss is level one legion specifically the one thing i do miss is level one axe I fucking love jungling with Axe. So much fun, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that does it for our <laughs> complete fluff piece here. Uh, next um, topic was written by you. Yeah. So, the, I mean, this is kind of in connection, right? So when do we think the patch gets released? How big do we think it is? And do we think this patch that comes out next, usually when these, like... So the reason people have started data mining, et cetera, is that there was an update to the Steam database uh, of Dota. And usually when that happens, it means that active works are happening on the patch and it's closing in on release. So the question is, when do we think it comes out? And do we think this patch will have Muerta or will that be in the next Muerta. Because that one said early 2023, right? Which, by Valve standards, is anything up and until probably March 31st. Oh, um, true Valve it was, standards, it means by December. I mean, early, you could argue that early is anything before the halfway point. So it could also be June 29th. But 
I just have a hunch for this one that it's in the it's in Q1. I feel like that's what this one's going to be. I agree. I've, now, well, last time we talked about patch, we thought, I think both of us agreed that we thought the patch was going to be dropped after the major and they would use the major to hype up and release Muerta, right? Yes. Do we still think that with yes. this dump? Okay, so you I still mean, think the patch the is a major, month away. The major's in three weeks. I, I'm just so confused. I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong many a time before, but I, people seem to be very convinced that a patch is coming imminently. When was I there... think this is dropping next week. Okay, what kind of a patch are we talking about? Like a big terrain change? Like, there's before the major, after everyone's qualified, have they ever done that before? There has, in the past, been plenty of examples of major patches, like, three weeks before a big tournament. Yeah, but how or, big are we talking? If it's terrain changes, I think there's, a, there's no way... That has happened before, I think. Really? You're saying yeah. three weeks before a major, they've changed the, the map? Yes. I'm going to need sources. Changed maps, changed heroes, introduced new items, deleted items. It has happened before. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the most common thing. It isn't, but... Um, so... I think I a lot of pros will like it. I would love huh? for this to happen. I think okay. based on my memory, which apparently doesn't go back past two years, that this is just not going to happen until after the major. Okay. But I would love, absolutely, obviously love for it to come out ASAP. If this patch comes out in the next week, let's say that. That's okay. my, my prediction, is that it comes out next week. Okay. I do not think it will have Muerta, because I think they will announce that at the major, even if they drop a patch. I don't think this will be a part of it. Uh, if it comes out next week. How big it's going to be? I think there will be new items. I think a lot of these hints or data mine stuff will be put in the game. I don't think all of it necessarily will. I think Valve are going to realize Witch's Switch sounds stupid, and they're not going to put that in the game. <laughs> but some of the other ideas actually sound very Ice Froggy to me, so could definitely happen. I feel um, like if there's a big patch, it's going to have Muerta. Like, if you're talking about some, like, balance patch that changes a few little things here and there, just all small little details, whatever, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, but major. do you think Muerta is finished? Yes. I would hope you so. Okay. okay, I'm going to say this again. These heroes... <sighs> Got to calm myself down. Heroes do not take this long to make. They are difficult. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. We've made here... I know what this sounds like. We made heroes in our custom game, our previous one, Pog. I'm not saying they're Valve standard, but they're not that far off. Let's say they're 50%, which I think is generous for Valve. 50% okay. of a Valve hero. With people working part-time, it took like a few weeks. And you have, for Valve, you have much more resources. You have more talented people. You have people that can work simultaneously, as opposed to us, which is kind of like working off top of each other's work. Mm -hmm. like the thing that takes the longest is modeling and right. animation. It does not take a fucking year to make a hero. So, Of course not, because you know how many heroes they pushed out in the first three years of the game. Yeah, well, those were... So. To be fair, those were a little rough around the edges, now that we look back, right? We're talking about the high super high standard that they're hitting now yeah but let's say back when they released a new hero let's say <clears throat> when dota 2 came out it felt like one or two heroes were pushed every month right pretty much yeah then well and a you... lot of them were like partially done probably like at ti1 right yeah that's true but still like the amount of heroes that they pushed within the first 
few months or the first year of the and game being in existence. We're not really even different. including like concept the concept stage because I assume that they have thousands of concepts that they just go to and like, okay, Probably. so these are just ready to go for a long time. So if yeah. I had to guess how long it would, if they wanted to start a hero now and like full time it, it would take them two weeks, literally two weeks, and then two weeks more of testing. Like the testing is the most uh, time consuming part to make sure there's no So you bugs. think start to finish one month? Yes. Easily. Okay. I mean, I think for, for if, a that's the, a if that's company, the focus, I, think. I would hope yeah, so. Yeah. I would fucking okay. hope so. But, right. you know, we don't know how many people are on the Valve team and we don't know, you know, obviously they're working on a bunch of other stuff at the same time. So, yeah. I'm just saying um, if they wanted to do it, yes, they could do it in a month easily. So I guess, are we kind of streamlined in how big we expect this patch to be, whether it drops before or after the major? I think it will have item changes, map changes, economy changes, and balance changes. I think it will have everything that we're used to from big patches. That's my prediction. And without the new hero. And you think it will have the new hero and then be after the patch, but aside from that, or after the major, but aside from that, we agree what we think? Or, yes. Okay, so we both think this is a big deal. Nice. That's exciting. I've wanted a big patch for a very long time. I think time, if they come so out with a small patch, gone. people are going to riot or something because <laughs> like, people have been complaining for the past like five, six patches, right? So we'll see. Yeah, we want blood. We want something new. Speaking of patches and something new, Ability Arena 4.5 came out today, or technically right. yesterday, Cinderin. We have, yes. uh, so seasons are two months long, and when it's in the Beginning of the second month, which we're at now, is the point five, which means it's spell-oriented. We have added 15 spells in and taken out 15. I actually put the graphic on the screen. So we have added Berserker's Rage, Arcane Bolt, Rolling Thunder, Swashbuckle, Starbreaker, Spirit Link, Ice Path, Doom, God Strength, Burning Spears, Battery Assault, Crippling Fear, uh, Cursed Crown, Cursed Snowball, Crown. Okay. and Berserker's Rage. <laughs> I was going to say Dark Willows W or E. Yeah, E. <laughs> Cursed Crown. Uh, so yeah, a lot of new spells with some really fucking insane Gabins that we will probably uh, need to nerf. Please tell me the Gaben Doom is not AoE Doom. It is. It's. Oh my god. God, that sounds broken for that game. Believe it or not, it might be the weakest spell that we added. Okay. Not That's kidding. People were kind of me... underwhelmed by it. Okay. Uh, I can give you guys a couple examples. We're not going to spend too long on this for like the Gabins that are in the game. Uh, what are the more interesting ones? A lot of them were like talents or shards or whatever. Like mm -hmm. Spirit Link, I think it's cool. We replaced Feral Impulse with Spirit Link pretty much. So you get like the shared attack speed and armor and uh, lifesteal of summons on that hero that has spirit link. And then the Gaben gives you level 2 true form. So that's 1000 HP that you get. And that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, snowball is fucking awesome. You can take your entire team in a snowball to the back line. Which is a lot of fun. Obviously you can get killed that way. <laughs> the the super gives anybody coming out of the snowball 60 attack speed for two seconds and the gaben when your snowball finishes each time you cast a a uh fuck what's the cue from tusk called ice shards, ice shards. the the shard ice shards aka the bigger one with the damage over time 
gets cast on all the sides of the map, eight of them. The entire map is full of ice shards. It's awesome. Uh, all right. Ice Path, the Gaben. Every time you cast Ice Path, you get a level two macro pyre. The macro pyre does not go away when Ice Path goes away. It's very good. Yes, that sounds very good. God Strength, which is probably the most OP one, if I'm being honest. The Gaben, every 500 damage you do while you have God Strength activated, will send out a Storm Bolt on a three-second cooldown. We did internal beta testing, and it had zero cooldown, and it was the most broken thing ever, as you might imagine. Yes. And okay. Cursed Crown, the Gaben, so... Anybody that gets stunned by Cursed Crown will have a Bedlam circle them, which I thought that one's really fucking cool. Uh, a lot of these actually have similar themes. So Crippling Fear, the Gaben, is a, it's kind of like Night Stalker Ags. So every four seconds passively, the Void will cast in, in a 550 AoE around you. Okay. And... That sounds really good. I mean, we added your favorite, one of your favorite clockwork things, battery assault. So mm -hmm. that one's less, I mean, it's really good, but it's, we didn't make anything up. It's the 25 talent. So the minus 0.25 second interval for the super. And then the Gaben is 275 radius and it hits everybody. So that's the overclock. Sounds like the best, the best skill to take before round one. Most of the time. Yeah, it could be. It's definitely it's very, very good. Very good in Dota. Yeah. So yeah, that is patch right. four point five. We added the AK forty seven finisher finally, Cinder, so you can shoot people in game. Okay. And the Very CS good. win streak, so you can throw grenades and stuff. It's great. Okay. Oh, and final thing. Uh, by next week, the Dota tooltips extension that Book and I made will work with Ability Arena. Oh. So it'll just automatically work with the extension that all the streamers have. So. The way that it's going to work is... Actually, I'll just show the screenshot on screen. It's not going to... It's hard to make the tooltips work in a way that... I'm going to cover your face because I don't want to cover Manscaped. Sorry about that. That's understandable. Like, it's hard to make custom games work with the hovering of the skills for obvious reasons. So instead, it's going to be kind of like a wiki. So this top right... I think right now it shows spells and gods. But it's going to be the Ability Arena logo. You click it and you can... Check out all the spells and all the gods easily. So uh, that is going to be nice. That's very soon. Okay. Next on the list, we have an interesting conversation. It's about deep fake, Cinderin. Okay. Which you know a little bit about because you sent me something. So this is actually going to be a pretty serious conversation, but we're going to start with the lighthearted, funny version mm -hmm. and then get to the serious stuff that's been going on, if you guys haven't heard. Uh, so Deepfake, for you guys that don't know, is... Well, why don't you explain what you did or what Susie did? Yeah, so... And I can play it on stream, in, too. Deepfake comes in various forms, right? Yeah, just play the sound first, actually. Play that first. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to... Going to play a sound on stream now. Dear Lakers, as a 37-year-old nerd from Phoenix, my love for you runs deep. From Showtime to LeBron, you have always been my favorite team. You hold a special place in my heart, and I'll cheer for you through every win and loss. Love and admiration from Shannon. 
Okay, I need to know from chat, how close does that sound to me? How close? It, out of 10, 10 being exactly the same, one being not remotely close. I'm at you, because obviously to me, I can tell the difference, or I think I can at least. Okay, a lot of people saying seven, eight, seven, somebody said nine. Okay, so pretty accurate. <laughs> It's pretty close. I mean, I would agree. I can tell it's not you, but we also talk a lot. If it's somebody that has heard you speak once or twice before, or maybe seen a clip with you, yeah, I think a lot of people would think this is really you. Yeah. Um. So the way this worked Insane. was that Susie just found she. I guess she found this on Reddit because she reads a billion different subreddits. But there's um, there's this. What's it called? I guess it's a parser, effectively. You give, it, you give it a minute of input of somebody talking, and then it trains itself based on that voice, and then you can tell it to write anything you want, and it will read it in their voice. So she found, I think it was, she used about a minute of our podcast where you're talking. She just clipped together parts where I say nothing, and it's only you. And then we just wrote it a prompt with the Lakers, and that's what it made. And you, as far as I know, you can train it with more than a minute. So obviously, the more data you give it, the better it will get. So mm -hmm. if we gave it maybe like an hour of an episode, maybe it could, you know, do a better job than that. So this is obviously funny. But as with a lot of technology that we talk about on this podcast, that's AI related, it's also kind of dangerous, right? So yeah, uh, we've talked about deep fakes, I think, in the past on some episodes some mm -hmm. while ago with faces where it's like you can... You know, you can deep fake people's faces onto things so that it will look like it's really them doing something. Or you can deep fake voices now, as you can tell here, uh, which the, the potential of this technology is worrying because it will even more, it will be even harder to like critically check whether something actually happened, right? With yeah. a person or with an act. Um, but for users like this, it's just, you know, it's funny. It's like you send a clip to someone where it's them saying something they would never say, and you're like, lol, isn't that funny? Yeah, but before we get to know. the bad part, what are the, like, I never really thought about it because it is funny in certain scenarios like this one. What's the true, is there any actual, like, major benefit of something like this? Of deepfakes? Yeah. I, I was thinking about it, it's like, nothing really comes to mind that's like, oh, this is going to be really good for this. Like, I can see some fringe things, like, like if you lost a loved one and recreated, I mean, even I would be kind of weirded out by that, honestly. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, somebody, okay, I feel like that's saying, unhealthy, too. I feel like loss is a part of life, right? And that is something that's going to happen, and... I, I feel like it's not going to be mentally healthy to deepfake dead people back to life. I mean, that sounds, I like, a, that sounds like a Black Mirror episode I watched. It really does, doesn't it? I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of with you. I think out of all of the tech that we've talked about on the podcast, this is the one for me that is inherently mostly negative. Yeah. Out of all of them. Because, um, like you said, there's just not... Okay, so... I don't know. Are we missing something I'm obvious? Reading, that I'm makes reading it... some of the chat. So the best thing I've read so far is artificial voice acting. So kind of like if you use the DALI or whatever, you know, these AI-generated mm -hmm. art, the yeah. same but for voices. But it's, it's not... Okay, I don't think that's technically what we're talking about, though, because 
you can make it sound like a voice, but making it sound like a specific person's voice, what's the yeah. benefit? Not the benefit. What's the good thing about that? Because it's going to end up being a negative thing. Like you're taking a famous actor's voice and using it for something that they're obviously not a part of, right? That's a I negative. mean, I guess if they give permission, right? If then they don't if have you're to gonna do use it, a voice actor's voice and they the demand for Morgan Freeman is so big that it cannot be met, but now you can just buy uh. his voice and he can sign off on it and then you can use his voice for a royalty fee. So sheer laziness is the benefit. I mean <laughs> it's like otherwise why wouldn't you hire the voice actor? Right. Right? Like if you want to use their voice for your product or your ad or whatever, and they say no, you can't just be like, oh, okay, we'll just deep fake it, because then they're gonna fucking sue you, right? Like mm. at the end of the day, you still need permission, right? But I guess it's a bit of a gray area to an extent because if it's a deep fake and it's very, very close to the real Morgan Freeman, does he actually own that voice then or not? Right? Yeah, that's that's another great. I mean, it but, feels like the AI stuff is that that just sounds like another area to me. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's a lot of gray area overall. So I'm the struggling. reason the reason we're getting into this more uh, serious discussion is I'm not going to name any of the streamers' names. I literally don't remember any of them anyway because mm -hmm. I don't watch normal streamers. Only Dota, right. uh, for the most part. Yeah, we're definitely not normal. not normal. The Dota streamers <laughs> are fucked up. Let me tell you, uh, but. The TLDR is that certain female streamers found themselves on a porn site. By the way, I had no idea this fucking exists. This blows my fucking mind. There's a porn. There's several porn sites. I'm sure many that have deep fake porn with famous people's faces on the bodies of the women mm -hmm. and some men. And I did some research, of course, Cinderin, and I looked it up. Yes. Uh, with Nikki next to me, by the way, so it wasn't like super... I mean, that sounds pretty creepy as well. So, so it, then it wasn't weird. <laughs> it wasn't weird at all. Uh, okay. I mean, you can tell they're fake, but it's fucking impressive still. Like, really impressive. The technology is already pretty far. And so there's, there's a big drama about it because I guess some... I mean, I don't want to get into the details, but mm -hmm. it's just about the concept of this. And, I mean, it's fucked up that somebody can take your face... And put it on something that has nothing to do with you, and then other people can see it. I mean, I can see why the women in the, that industry feel very used. Uh, and somehow there's like a debate with certain men that feel like, oh, I wouldn't care if I was on there. Well, it's not the same. And first mm. of all, you would care. <laughs> you would care. But it's still not the same for men and women, I feel like. There's... So yeah. that's kind of the so... big drama in the, the streaming scene right now. So the, the thing that's, I don't, I don't even, I don't know how to, how to say this, but like effectively, if you take someone's face and you put them in a situation that they're not in, the, the problem here is that women or men in whichever, whichever case it is that are being associated with porn, even if it's, even if it's obvious that it's not actually them there, but it's just a fantasy for people watching it, they if they don't want to be associated with it at all, they have no control over it. They have no power, right? Mm. They can't just be like, I'm, you know, it's just, it's just AI generated, right? That's what we talked about with this gray area where, well, from a legal perspective, is this actually a problem? Because it's not really you, you know, we just made a copy or a version that 
clearly isn't actually you, but it's pretty close. So the people that are looking for that can can see or experience what it is that they want. But then at the same time, it's like, obviously, they're the direct inspiration and it's mimicking them. So if they don't want to be associated with this thing, then that's not okay, right? I think that's what's... Yeah. So that's what's tricky about this thing, right? Because I don't think so. I don't know. I'm assuming that people that watch this deep fake porn or find it don't actually think that it's the person and thinks any differently of them, right? It's not like, oh, I found this porn with this person in it, and now I think it was actually them in it. Like people probably understand the concept of what's going on. So I they think don't... You, I think you give people too much credit, Cinderin, on that one. But that's one thing. Is imagine, let's imagine, imagine we give people credit like that. But what if it's extremely believable? Because it's getting to that point where eventually you might basically not be able to tell the difference. Okay, right? I'm going to say this right now. Based on my very brief research of this mm -hmm. site, I'm calling it research, of course. Uh, there was a video with two actresses, okay? Famous actors, actresses. Mm -hmm. One of them, I was like, okay, that obviously, like, you can see the blurred face. The other one was fucking, if I didn't know it was a deep fake. Literally. I thought it was, yeah, literally. I yeah. thought it looks just like her. It's actually exactly like her. But mm -hmm. imagine people that aren't tech savvy at all. So let's put ourselves in the women's perspective here. Their parents see this video. They don't know anything right. about technology. That's, that's really beyond fucked up, right? So mm -hmm. this is the dangerous part of AI where you're, it's technically a gray area because it's so weird, the technology, right? It's just, there's so many things that it can do that we're just not prepared for as a society, I feel like. And I think this specific instance, which apparently has been going on for years, I didn't even know this was an underground fucking porn thing, but uh, it's getting more and more believable. So I, I think the problems are only, or, or ugh, only going to increase right. going forward. So, like, even if you go that, to the voice thing, you could have had me say the N-word 20 times. Yeah. And eventually, it's going to get to a point where you literally cannot distinguish that voice and me. So how do you prove that wasn't me? I mean, I'm, I'm already, I already, when I, it's funny because my mind went there when Susie showed me that clip that she generated with your voice. I was like, this is going to be used in American politics for smear campaigns. Oh, yeah. They're literally just going to make it look like the political opposition said something fucked up, but it was just AI. And it's like, that sounds very fucking illegal. But again, maybe you could just make like a little subtext or a little asterisk that this was just an AI, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's just for show, you know, like... I mean, I'm obviously putting it on edge, right? But it is, it is kind of Black Mirror-esque. Um, but to get... So that's the voice part, right? To get back to the whole porn or video thing. The problem that I see here is that how do you regulate this? That's, that's kind of the issue, right? If you're using people's likeness, usually the way it works in any industry with entertainment is that people pay to use your likeness. If we're, if we're working a Dota event, we sign a contract... And that contract means that the tournament organizer gets to use our likeness for the product. That means they get to use the camera footage of us on screen. It means they uh, get to announce us as talent to generate excitement for the event. It means that uh, they own the rights to our voices during that event because they have to do that. Otherwise, we can just be like, no, we don't want you guys to use our voice. So 
that's the legal side of that. With this, you're not you're not using the person like their work at all, really. You're generating something that looks exactly like them by scraping stuff they have done in the past, but they are not involved in any sense except their likeness, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like it's just this really awkward gray area where I'm just trying to wrap my head around how do you write laws about this? Like, where do you draw the line? What's okay? Obviously, pornographic material is kind of one of the extremes, right? You could make softer cases. You could even make worse cases. I think porn isn't even necessarily the worst way this could be used, right? Like, like you said, you could ruin people's careers with making them say really obscene shit that could just change the entire public perception of them, where maybe in porn people would be... Well, that's that's the other part you know, of it, is it's, you're... You've kind of touched on it a bit, like even like you talked about in politics, where it's going to get really scary, is the fact that it's desensitizing people, right? Yes. So you have all this shit, like even if you know it's fake, it, you're still being desensitized because then when somebody says something real, you're like, there's no way that's real. Like if you look yeah. at Donald Trump as an example, not to get political, but he's no longer president, so technically not political anymore. He would have, he said some of the most egregious shit and so many people were like, that's not a big deal. He didn't say that or whatever. To the point where he could probably like literally killed somebody on live TV and people would still defend him. Like mm -hmm. the desensitizing that's occurring, not just in the US, but across the world is fucking insane. And a lot of it has to do with the internet, which I fucking live on, right? We mm -hmm. live, breathe and shit the internet. But this is the scary part of the internet. Yes. Because a lot of these effects you don't really notice initially. And after many years, it's just ingrained in you. And, you know. It's not something you can really control very well. So it's really fucking weird, man. Really weird. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, cause like, so, so I saw, I actually saw a very different take on this where with the whole, like people getting deep faked into porn. Some people were like from the pot. Okay. This is, I feel like this is obviously, this is not like to justify it, but it's just to look at the, the positive perspective of something like this is that people that have like OnlyFans, for example, or are selling that experience to their fans of seeing them in very limited clothing or even naked photos or whatever, that they could use this to fulfill that fantasy in their audience, that they could literally sell porn that they didn't record, right? Mm. So for, for that audience and for those creators, sure, it's a positive that that is an avenue that they now have. So um, laziness, again, the, enters the fray. <laughs> not necessarily. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that laziness. It's just like, ah, I'm too lazy to do porn. I, I feel like, you know, that's... Huh. I think there's something to be said about maybe you're not comfortable with the idea. You're in a relationship with someone or that whole thing, but you still think the whole fantasy aspect of it for your fans is okay. Like I could see that angle for some people that okay. would do that in creator in the creative sphere, but again, it's kind of like you're grasping at straws for the positives, right? That's what I'm seeing. Like, I mean, I could agree with that. If it if you're okay with it, if it's something you want, if it's something your fans like, and you sell that, sure, why not? Like, power to you. But the trade-off, you know, like it's it's going to be used way more in a negative way. I feel like, and I. I don't know, because like obviously, like you said, there's there's a lot of this stuff already. There hasn't really been much public focus on this at all from from the actors and actresses that have been um, pictured in this way. Um, I, I think again, 
perhaps you kind of turn a blind eye because yeah, you might know it's happening, but clearly it's not real. Right. And mm. at that point, it's like, maybe you feel uncomfortable with it, but you're not like, okay, this isn't going to change the public perception of me because the people that watch these videos or find this stuff know that it isn't really me and it's a fantasy. And maybe you still feel that's kind of pretty fucking weird, but at the same time, it's like, okay, it's not really me. People have their fantasies. There's a lot of weird fetishes and things that go around that people think of. But again, the gray area is, first of all, that you're not being in any way compensated or communicated with about it, that they're just using your likeness without consent. And the other one is it's becoming scarily real, uh, where maybe this technology five years ago, some of the AI shit has moved fast. Mm. Like... Stuff that looked very unbelievable I mean, we, or we ridiculous about, five years ago is starting to be real though, now. Even though so. it's not directly related, but like ChatGPT, which we talked about, is growing even more. It's insane, the stuff that people mm -hmm. are doing with it. And I know Google is terrified that it's going to overtake their entire business Google uh, mm -hmm. website. Like the engine itself, search engine, can literally be replaced by AI. Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know. But yeah, this is just a... Kind of a long line of like sensationalism that's been occurring the last 20 mm -hmm. years. Everything is getting more and more ridiculous. Even our fucking podcast titles have to be clickbait for God's sake. <laughs> like literally, that's a very soft version. It I feels think like, we're... well, I know, but everything <laughs> on the internet, it feels like it's always an extreme now. There's one side, yeah. there's the other, there's that's no true. in between, and it's really unhealthy, you know? So yep. I don't, I, that's the thing. I don't know what to do about it. And I know from the U.S. perspective, like people that actually have power to change things, a.k.a. congressmen, they're all fucking old piles of garbage that don't even know what a fucking computer is. I remember when they were interviewing, uh, or they had, what's his face? The Facebook guy? What the fuck's his name? Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, Zuckerberg, the robot. Uh, like when that whole drama shit with, uh, I forget what it was called, went down a few years ago. Just listening to some of the interviews that the, the senators were giving, like, I cannot believe that he got off so easy and they had no idea what was going on. They would ask the stupidest fucking mm -hmm. questions. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. So I guess what I'm curious about, you just said you have no idea what to do. What do you think is the right angle on something like deepfakes in general from a legal perspective? Like, do you just ban the technology altogether? To avoid the negatives, how? or how is you, there is there a way even, of moderating this? How do you ban something like that? I don't know. Like if if a service is provided that does deepfakes, it it gets taken down, right? Like you I'm make trying, it literally I'm illegal to, think, to offer the service to people. Oh, gambling was illegal in many states. Mm -hmm. uh, still is, still happens. Doesn't yeah, I, I know, but it's like I I know that. That is the case, but making something illegal inherently will, you know, limit its spread. Like, so for so, example, let's say ChatGPT, right? There's like millions of users right now. If you make using those chatbots illegal and you take it down, sure, some people will find a way and will find it underground or whatever, but it's not going to be millions, right? You're mitigating the problem at the very least. True. So you're... you're you're I mean, limiting the I spread and the reach. Based on our limited conversation and the fact that we have a very hard time thinking of the positives that can come out of this, <clears throat> I would say yes, uh, that it should be illegal on some level. Like, that's the thing. Like, it, it can't be a black and white thing, right? You can't just ban AI. 
But like right. deep fake when it comes to like porn, for sure, should be illegal, I think. Mm-hmm. And impersonating somebody without their consent in general, maybe, is a better blanket law. Right. I don't know. I just, I don't know if that's going to make much of a difference, but who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think if you do make this illegal, it will still exist. But I think just like every, lots of other things in life, right? Like things that are strictly illegal become more valuable to the few that then get them, right? Like hard drugs or, um, yeah, whatever, like copyrighted material that is really hard to get your hands on or whatever, something rare, art, um, gets extremely valuable because of its limited, limited access to it. And that obviously lends itself to, to criminal problems. But I think the trade-off is probably worth it compared to the dangers of having it be widespread. And then, yeah, some people, there will be some sort of underground industry around it probably. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's a difficult topic, right? Because when it comes to like, for example, a lot of people, when it comes to marijuana and weed, just weed, right? Like most people or a lot of people, I'm not going to say most without knowing this for a fact, but a lot of people want it to be fully legalized, right? Because having it be criminalized has had its problems for sure. But I think a lot of people would agree that harder drugs should still be illegal, but not weed, right? Probably most people think that, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not like it's inherently good to just legalize stuff and expect people to handle it themselves. And if stuff is criminalized, then it's bad because it's going to become very valuable and that's going to start issues. Sometimes that is the lesser evil. Mm. And I think that's one of these cases here where that is probably the lesser evil, given the reach that this is starting to get. Um I mean, so, I'll tell you this. I don't think anything's going to change until somebody, maybe they already have done this. Actually, I've, I saw a title in this site about Ted Cruz fucking a goat or something. So <clears throat> until one of these videos catches on and these senators and these like leaders of the world see them and are disgusted and appalled by them, nothing's going to change until that point. When that happens, then at the flip of a switch, something's going to change drastically, I'm sure. But again, like yeah. I said, things have been so sensationalized that I, I don't know if that even changes anything anymore. Like, they've said such ridiculous shit to each other, politicians in general. It's like, what's the tipping point then? Like, you have to keep going farther and farther. And it's like, how? Like, there's nowhere else to go. You've already said the most ridiculous shit in the world. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's end with this talk about the ads, which I know that uh, we talked about how I switched to a new service for our podcast audio, and I said, I think, last week that hopefully the ads are working. They have not been, and I tasked you to look into it because I'm sick of doing everything, Cinder, so thank you for doing this for me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's... It's always nice to be like, hey, let me know if I can do anything and then be told no for 200 episodes and then be hung out to dry when you actually help. That's nice. Um, I appreciate it. That one guy is going to think we're fighting against him. Keep it down. All right. Keep it safe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically the TLDR guys, we figured out what was missing in order to get the ads. I don't know if it's going to be implemented when this episode goes live, uh, but if not, it should probably be up in a day or two, or at the very least, 
for the next episode it should be running but please give us your feedback uh even if it's just i watched your podcast or i listened to your podcast and i got an ad that is great feedback because we just know that things are want to know that things are working the way we wanted them to um you don't have to go into specifics about what ads you're getting for deep fake porn we don't need to know that <laughs> just uh just tell us that you got an ad and that's fine <laughs> all right i need all right that. all right thanks for joining us everybody and until next week i'm sure muerto will be out by then uh, we'll see ya. Peace. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. But thanks oh, for listening.